Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my hot walking co-host, Mozzie. How we doing? Mostly well. Um, a little sunburnt uh, from Cabruin, you know. It happens yep. to the best of us. You uh, think you sprayed your whole back. You didn't spray your whole back. Uh, <laughs> it looks like I had a shirt on and like just didn't put on sunscreen, but like I, I didn't have a shirt on. I just totally missed the spots that happened to be where... like. A tank top would mi- would miss. I had a shirt on. I just feel baked. I don't know. Maybe I'll. I don't know. Maybe I'll take another shower. I don't know if that helps. The su- the sun's got through your shirt. Yeah, it it's possible. <laughs> I wonder how strong like the sun has to be to get through, like certain layers of stuff. I'm sure there's you know, math and science on that. But yeah, I didn't want to wear like a full cotton shirt because then I'd be really gross. But I feel like it just went right through it, and I'm just a. I just got loaded up with melanoma. <laughs> Sometimes when the the sweat like really burns, if it's like real salty sweat, it'll feel like sunburn, but it's not. So may, it maybe maybe it's just that. That happens to me sometimes when I'm when I'm outside of golf. I get real sweaty because I swing a lot because I'm bad. So. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, same. Well, um, I, I don't actually know. I know. I've barely played golf, but played mini golf. See, I'll, I'm a big mini golf guy. So like put- putting is one of the stronger areas of my game i, I attribute <laughs> that to all of my years of uh, of pr- proficient mini golfing yeah oh so, uh, but this episode we are going to be going through our previews of all the afc teams or at least you know a good chunk of them these will be divided up by episode so you'll be hearing all this you know extra chit chat with the north and then i'll probably be cutting it right into the next divisions so if you like our chit chat um You'll, you just listen to the North one over and over, I guess. So Yeah. <laughs> same thing as last year. The league is pretty good. Um, the Especially gaps, on the AFC side. Oh, yeah. The, the <laughs> AFC is loaded. And, like, some of these divisions, especially the North in particular, is, is stacked. And so team number seven and team number 23, like, aren't a whole lot different. And so, yep. you know, some bottom teams could surprise a little bit and get near 500. Some playoff teams from last year may... Be under 500. There's a lot, lot going on. Obviously, things will change. We luckily didn't really have a ton of stuff go terribly during the preseason yet or mm-hmm. training camp. Um, recording this Sunday after the first wave of preseason games. So yeah, the only major one was Tim Patrick. Poor guy. Poor guy. So feel bad it's for him. Glass bones and paper skin. <laughs> <laughs> He's legit. That guy. Oh my gosh. Uh, poor guy. He's done for the year, right? He had a yeah. a big ligament. It was tear. one of those main, you know, main le- leg ligament tears. I forget which yeah. one, but poor guy. But starting with the AFC North today, um, this is the stack division. My first run through, and I think in my second, like I gave all these teams winning records. Which after the AFC West last year, I was like, I feel like I need to change something because like that went horribly. So I, I looked back through it and. 
I think we both kind of agree Bengals and Ravens going to be pretty good. Steelers and Browns are probably the one where it's more likely for something to fall out and something to go terribly. I think the Browns most likely just because we kind of saw it last year anyway. Mm-hmm. I think the Browns are the one you're, one you're banking on the most like progression from. So Yeah, I picked double-digit wins for all four teams. I think this might be the best team in football. Or the best, the uh, best division. I should yeah, say. I, th- I think that's probably a pretty standard take too. So, the Bengals. How you how you feeling about them? I think we both have them leading the division, or at least tied for the lead. So, we'll, we'll kick off with uh, the Joey B Bengals. Yeah, I kind of did the same thing as last year, where I basically predicted them to start off a little slow and then just kind of finish off strong, which was having them start maybe like 0-2 and, and then finishing up 12-3 and 3 the rest of the way. Um, I still think they either win the division or are tied with the Ravens and win the tiebreaker. So I, I am going to give them the division. Yeah, I I don't really think they got much worse. Uh, if anything, their O-line got better. They lost some guys on the defense, but you know I kind of attribute a lot of their defensive success to their coordinator and you know that d-line mm-hmm. so i'm not super down on them losing some of their safeties and they drafted well to replace those guys uh yeah Bengals are gonna be good yeah they, they had some defensive turnover um obviously you know losing jesse Bates and von bell you can you can put guys in the spot but i don't think you can fully replace them um but like you said, I think a lot of a lot of stuff is based on scheme and, and DC. The big thing here, obviously, is Joe Burrow. What's going to be back? Um, I have no clue if he's going to be ready week one or not. I've gone back and forth on what I think. Um, hilariously, I had them actually when I went through my schedule run through. They played at the Browns week one, so this is one where the AFC North, especially, I split the divisions. So I mostly give. You know the home teams the wins in this division so my schedule yeah. run through had them losing at cleveland and that actually seems correct now with burrow either being out or kind of possibly gimpy that first game back so and then the browns are like the browns have had the Bengals number the browns are yeah weirdly like the Bengals. nick chubb is the Bengals kryptonite <laughs> I think. and then like they and then burrow or honestly whomever it is randomly like throws a dumb pick or two every game against the browns so yeah, they're. Um, I think I, with you, the, the O line is kind of one of the big things here. They should be better because they've had the time to mesh. And they add Orlando Brown, who should mesh quickly. So they've got same skill position talent. Um, I think the main thing is just how the defense does. You know, initially after some some turnover on that side of the ball, um, I think replacing Hayden Hurst with Irv Smith is you know about the same. A little yeah. less blocking, obviously, but yeah, the the only time sometimes in the NFL you like go, oh, they didn't change much, and this is bad. Some, sometimes it's the case, and I think, you know, you you always want to get better in the offseason. Like, go look at the Bengals. Like, I don't know if they got a ton better, but they didn't get worse. And so I'm like, okay, this a team that had as much success as they did, if they can keep everything about the same, I think that's okay. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I definitely don't think they take, like, a big dip or anything. No. Yeah, like... Joe Burrow's too good. Uh, if, you, if you're, you know, a 13-win team that has consistency, that's good. If you're, like a nine win team and not much changes, then I'm like, mm, maybe you should have done more. So <laughs> that's where I think the difference lies. Um, on to the Ravens. So everyone who listened to this knows I'm a, I'm a big Lamar Stan. 
Uh, so I, I always try to come into this unbiased. Last year, a lot went wrong for them with injuries across the team. And of course, to Lamar, it's always the big bummer. This year, we're going to see Lamar without Greg Roman for the first time. Woohoo! Yeah, as as that pairing went on, you could hear frustration, honestly, like from Lamar directly that defense knew what's coming. It wasn't creative enough. So well, they basically had four plays. Yeah. <laughs> And they would just change the direction by which they would run those four plays, left or right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so their defense is amazing and yeah. really scary. Yeah, the uh, the cornerback group is a question mark to me, um, but otherwise, like they look like a pretty dominant defense. Of course, we always got to say on paper, but <laughs> yeah, as long as the cornerback group plays well, they'll be fine. And honestly, it's not, like. Their cornerback group is definitely not great, but I mean Marlon Humphrey's good. Their safeties are good, and their front seven is just so dominant that it's almost like a Niners thing. Mm-hmm. Where it, <laughs> a lot of times it might not matter how good their corners are if they can hang with the receiver. They just have to give the front seven time to smash the quarterback. Yeah. Getting Roquan was broken for them because, you know, now Patrick, they don't have to rely on Patrick Queen to be <laughs> <Yeah>. their linebacker. <laughs> that, that's, that's one of the biggest differences, I think. Um, yeah, their, their cornerbacks play super aggressively, like like risky. Like, they go for the steal, in a, in a sense. Like, I always try to get picks and breakups and not as much, like, just kind of stay with the guy. So that's that's kind of the thing with the cornerback group. But, but when you've got that stud group around you, like you said, it kind of helps a lot. The uh, the receiver group, so oh yeah, we both love uh, Zay Flowers. Yeah. Bateman's off the off the pup now. Odell Ooh. is not hurt yet. So as of now, <laughs> this is a pretty good receiving group, and they've of course got Andrews. Um, their O line looks solid going into this year. So I mean, I feel good about them being a top tier like NFL team. So I've been um, pretty bullish on on Lamar. For this season, I think this is a four thousand yard Lamar passing season. With if you add if you add four thousand passing yards to Lamar's like legs, that's an insane yep. fantasy year. That's like a break things. Like yep. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm, his... I'm worried about the Ravens as <laughs> if that wasn't coming across. Uh, like because Munkins, he's gonna throw it. They're gonna do a lot of shit. Zay is a really good possession receiver, which is why I like him so much. Mm-hmm. Um, like Lamar doesn't even have to hit like laser throws; he just has to get it to his guys, and they'll be able to take it downfield. I'm I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty nervous about them in the AFC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think having a different play caller and just some more creativity will will help them a ton. Like they'll still be they're not going to be like a super pass happy team. I don't think. Like in comparative to the rest of the NFL, but the jump that they are gonna see, like what versus like what we've used to seeing from Lamar versus what we'll see in twenty twenty three, I think it's gonna make them look very pass heavy just because it's not gonna be, you know, extremely low volume as it, you know, has been the last yeah. several years. And their O line is healthy, which I'm gonna knock on wood for that. <laughs> we hope everyone stays healthy. Um but yeah. There, there. Uh, the Ravens always have a good O line, and it's a, it's a good O line again. Yeah, the pro- yeah the problem has just been the health the last couple of years of them. I think. Yep. What about uh, what about Dobbins? I don't know what's going on with him. Is he still holding out? 
So yeah, he's, I think, I can't remember if he's on the pup or what exactly it is. I think it's more of a, like, contract sit-out type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know, like, listen, I love Dobbins, but I don't think he has, like, enough leverage here to, <laughs> to really be like, hey, yeah. you guys got a baby. We like him and know he's talented, but he has missed a lot of yeah. time. And with the running back market as it currently is, which is to say dog shit, <laughs> he has he has like no leverage yeah. whatsoever. So I've... if Jonathan Taylor isn't going to get paid, J.K. Dobbins is like yeah. S.O.L. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> S.O.L. Yeah, I I think he's going to come back and play and be fine. Um, I don't know of anything in particular. Like again, he he was hurt. Uh, he came back last year. Ended up taking a bit to get to form and then it was fine. So I think right now it's just like the the contract thing. So we'll 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 see how that plays out. But if I'm if I'm taking a Ravens back, I'm taking Gus Bus just in a later round and I'm just waiting. Mm-hmm. That's fair, yeah. <laughs> if uh if Dobbins misses time and honestly even if Dobbins doesn't miss time, like Gus Bus will has those games where Yep. Yeah, the uh one oh one thing with Gus Bus is there's this format on Underdog now called Weekly Winners, where it's not just best ball like for the whole kind of season. It's each week whoever has the highest score that week like wins a prize. So like weeks one, week two, like each week there's like a I don't know if it's like fifty thousand prize will each week, but whatever it is. So like if in week three I have the best score in week three, I win you know twenty five thousand. And there, there's no like overall like season pool. It's just each week there's a pool. Um, yeah. So it's, it's kind of like pre-drafted DFS in a way, I guess. Um, but like Gus Edwards, I think, is a guy who makes a lot of sense for that, like as a later running back pick, because the, he like he's going to have a two-touchdown week at some point. Like, those kind of just yeah. like, he does that once or twice a year. He's oh, it'll kind be of an a three-touchdown week. Yeah, like every so often, he's just like, ha, I'm the guy this week. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's a good pick in that, especially like if you're stacking up, you know, any other team in this division. He could work for that. Yeah, I'm down with that. But yeah, I still picked him to split with the uh, Bengals. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to see if I still have my um, my actual schedule that I did. Yeah, filled out. Yeah, this this division I split the division. I, I did that for most divisions. There were a few exceptions, but I don't think there are many like punching bags. I mean, like one of the exceptions obviously is like Chiefs and Raiders. Like the Chiefs, yeah. have, the Chiefs have beat the Raiders a billion times in a row, and I don't think it's going to change this year. So. Yeah, yeah. No, my whole division for them is three and three. Yeah, I mean that's what happened last year too. So it's fair. Love it. <laughs> but moving on to the Steelers now, this one is probably one of my hotter takes. I think uh, it, it's a lot of it is schedule induced. Um, mm. I think they have a pretty favorable schedule. Um, they get all of their like harder games at home, and then. Like, some of their easier games on the road. So, it just ended up being kind of beneficial for them, I think, the way the schedule played out. Um, there are a couple that I think you could say, like, hey, you shouldn't give them those. That will probably lose some of them. But I think... So, I have them at 12-5, and five, which is probably insane and possibly stupid. Oof. But even if I, like, take away two of those, like, I, I have them at 10 wins, which is what you have them at. So... Yep. Yeah, I still gave them 10 wins. I think... Um... 12 is maybe a little rich for my blood, but it's not by a whole lot. I definitely agree. Their schedule is significantly easier. And you're right. A lot of their 
road games are against inferior teams. Like they get the Texans on the road. Well, they yeah. get the AFC South. Yeah. So like on the road, <laughs> they play like they get Raiders on the road, Houston on the road. Like I didn't give them Rams on the road, but they could easily win that game. And like, yep. And then yeah, India on the road. Um, and like I did give them be I gave them beating San Fran at San Fran at home week one. Um, I did too. Yeah, I think we've talked about that. Like with how we think maybe like Purdy could be a little rusty coming back initially, or like if it possibly isn't him. Um, yeah, and, if it's you know. Darnold, then it's like, yep. And if it's party, we, you know, we're yeah. hoping he's good. <laughs> and then, like, you know, they could lose to Tennessee at home or, like, Cincinnati could sweep them. But I have, a, like, I have a hard time seeing this team going under 10 or definitely on, like, under 500 would surprise me, like, based on their schedule and this team, just, like, looking at what they're going into this year with. Um, I think... Kenny Pickett should take a big jump this year, at least at least in his touchdown percentage. Like that's that's gonna change a bit, I think. Um, even if you don't think he's amazing, he's he's not like. I mean, after Watson came in, Pickett was definitely better than Watson. Like that for that whatever chunk of the year that was. Like he started to oh, come God, on at the yeah. end of the year. Um, they added some linemen. They brought in Samalu and Herbig and free agency and drafted Broder Jones and Arnold Washington at tight end, who's also gonna help block. So yeah, he is. They really dedicated a lot to blocking. Um, the slot, so they brought. Um, don't laugh. They brought in a Rob. Um, his he's expected to play the slot, um, and I think him and uh, was it Calvin Austin who they drafted last year and was hurt. Those two are probably going to split a lot of slot work. So and then adding you know Muth and Najee and Warren and Pickens and DeAndre. Like, they've got a lot of weapons. So like the question mark for me is the O line. Like does the O line play better? Like if they're at least just average, <laughs> then that's a huge jump from last year. I think. Which is what I'm expecting. Yeah. Um, I'm expecting them to be average. They rebuild the O-line pretty fast over there, at least in my experience with the Steelers there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I They dedicated a lot to the run game. I think they got, which is really good, because Najee needs help at the start of the run game. Um, once he's out in space, he's fine. He just takes a little bit to get going yeah he's 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 taller like he's a tall running back like yeah <laughs> they need they need a little more push so but yeah you're right they they have a ton of weapons and i'll be honest i don't really understand the picket hate i thought he played pretty damn well for a rookie i don't think he's you know he obviously wasn't as good as herbert or burrow when they first came out but that's a high bar though <laughs> like if he's Derek carr that's fine <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, if yeah, like that comp was Alex Smith. If he's Alex Smith, that's like enough for this team. So shit, the fucking the Steelers won the Super Bowl like three times with what Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> it, they clearly do not care if their quarterback is an absolute star. Yeah, it's it's a bit different now. I think like in the era of like having this loaded AFC with quarterbacks. Um, the the regular season record I'm giving them is not to say anything I think of what their playoff success will be. They just don't oh, have sure. to face many quarterbacks that are like clearly way better than than Pickett. Like and the ones they do are in the division and that division, you know, like the NFC East, they like to just murder each other. So Yep. And then defensively, their defense is great. I think the big question mark on the defense is the secondary. Yeah. Um which, like, if Joey Porter is really good, then shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but 
Like Minka is really good, so they have a really good free safety, which will help. Um, Pat Pete is obviously great, but old, so yeah, he just doesn't have the speed. I think the biggest addition, I think we kind of agreed on this one that we did it in our uh, team edition preview, was Cole Holcomb to this linebacking yeah. group. Oh, yeah. that That's a huge addition. That's going to change really so much. Because he was the leading tackler for like two years in a row or some shit for Washington, right? Yeah, like so, 150 tackles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they they need someone to stop the run consistently because there were times last year like where they really struggled against the run when can't remember who it was went down and they would suck against the run. But yeah, because they lost their both of their starting nose tackles because they run that three four. Uh huh. And um, I want to say Keanu Benton was the rookie they drafted to fill in. Yeah. With that. Yeah, he, he's listed as D tackle, so I see will be their nose. So. Yep. So yeah, yeah. they're the Steelers are not going to be anything like a walk in the park this year. They're they're going to be good again. I don't. I did give them ten wins. That might be a floor, but yeah, I I could see like I say, the Steelers are more likely than the Ravens or Bengals. Like health aside, like if ever if all these teams are healthy, the Steelers are more likely than the, than the Bengals and Ravens to like have something go wrong and not hit the wins we're predicting. But yeah. I mean, I, I think they they get easy divisions out of out of division, so I think they can can manage a, a good amount of wins. Yeah, yeah, this division's brutal. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like the Bengals and Steelers, like a lot of the fantasy stuffs about the same. I mean, I think the Steelers will have a little bit of more fantasy success this year, just because like I it's going to be hard for the touchdowns to go as poorly as they did this past year. Yeah, Deontay didn't even get one, right? Yeah, like, he's going to get one this year, right? Like, <laughs> Well, he'll get at least one. Yeah. Um, backtracking a tad before we go to the Browns, which Ravens wide receiver are you most in on? Is it Zay? Zay. Okay, yeah, same. <laughs> I would love to see a Bateman, like, you know, emergence, but it's just really hard to predict. He's missed a lot of time. Yeah, and, like, we, we like Zay a lot. Like, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think back to how I thought of Bateman as a prospect and how I thought of Zay as a prospect. And it's probably about similar, but it's just all the times time Bateman's missed. And you got to like also bank on his like foot being okay and everything too. Yeah. I, I definitely like Zay more as a prospect than I did Bateman. I I remember Bateman being a little bit lower on mine than yours. um, And Zay being really, really high on mine. So I was kind of pissed when the Ravens got him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's. I think it's a good fit. They need someone like him, and he's very um, aggressive. So I think yeah. I think he fits in well there. But going down to the Browns here, we both have them at ten and seven. I mentioned this. I think this is the one where if if Deshaun Watson does just suck now entirely, this could be the one where the the floor falls out and they get nowhere close to this win total. Yeah. What so. They have a lot of variance, and a lot of that does fall on Watson. If Watson sucks, then, you know, this it doesn't really matter. But the one thing I will say is, defensively at least, they're really, really damn strong. They added so many people mm-hmm. uh, in free agency just to the defense. Because they already have Miles Garrett, but they also got Zadarius Smith, so that's another edge guy. They already had JOK, who's pretty damn good. They added Dalvin Tomlinson. So now they have a run stopper right up the gut. Um, they added Juan Thornhill mm-hmm. to help that out. That was a big one. Yeah, the safety. Like, their defense got 
really damn good in the offseason. So I, to me, even if Watson sucks, I think if you put in DTR, I still think they might be in at least eight or nine win team. Yeah, it would just because their their O line is amazing. They have Nick Chubb and a great defense. Like, how good does the quarterback have to play for them to win games? Like Jacoby Brissett level, basically, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much what you need. And uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson, uh, he he's looked really good in the preseason so far. Like, not, I not like him. Uh, yeah, maybe really good at exaggeration, but he, he's looked really solid. Like, I'm like, oh, this guy could like is probably going to win the number two job. And if Watson goes down, like DTR can keep the offense kind of on schedule, I think. And he, he can scoot, so. He can scoot. Uh, with with Cleveland, uh, the main thing for me is as long as Watson or whoever's a quarterback can like present enough of a threat to not have constant loaded boxes, then, you know, have the offense actually score some. Chubb should have just an insane year. Yeah. Like, he is the only running back, pretty much. Like, Jerome Ford's there. I think he got hurt recently. I don't know how badly. Um, but, like, it's Chubb. It's it's him. Yeah, <laughs> like, he Ford should... has a hammy. Yeah, so Chubb should get a ton of receptions. He's always efficient on the ground. Like, this offense just needs to not totally be ass like it was when Watson came in last year. Because before that, he was the running back one up to that point. Yeah. And then they stopped getting in the end zone. So, and they have really good wideouts too. Yeah, I mean the receiving room improved a ton this offseason. Because I really like Cedric Tillman. I think you do too. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of flying under the radar because um, they still have Amari Cooper and they you know traded for Elijah Moore and all that. But Cedric Tillman's a beast. Yeah, he's <sighs> yeah, he he was like the one like big guy in this draft that we were like, hey, like if you need a big receiver, here's your guy. <laughs> So and he and he can block. So that's probably a big helpful thing here too. If like if he shows he can block at an NFL level, he'll probably get a lot of playing time early on. Yep, and I think he can because he's a really physical receiver. Yeah, and like that that's one of the like uh, I guess I guess I'll say downsides of Elijah Moore is like they may not have him in as much just because he's not going to be as as reliable as a blocker as they want yeah. him to. So, but yeah, this. The Browns, like, it's fully dependent on Watson not being total garbage. Um, And that's why... Well, as a football player, we know he is as a human, but... Yeah. That's why even... I picked them at 10-7, and but to be honest, I don't think that's realistically what the record will be. I kind of took the, like, the average there. Because I think if Watson is good, this is probably a 11-12 win team. And if he stinks, then it's probably a you know, eight, nine win team. So I just kind of put it in the middle there. Yeah, there there is like outside of division, there's one, two. Yeah, there's definitely two for sure that are pretty close. And so if, if Watson's like still not good, I, I could probably take two wins off. Like Tennessee and San Fran, they're at home, so I gave them those. But like I can easily see Tennessee and San Fran still beating the Browns. So yeah. And, you know, so something's got to give in this division probably. But like, yeah, it may not like if they all just you know like i said fight each other and then <laughs> beat on these either easier divisions they're facing then it might work out Woo-wee. so looking at the vegas odds too um this isn't updated recently this is like a couple weeks ago i guess i could find them all but cincinnati was at 10.5 um they were 11.5 at one point um cleveland's at 9.5 
Um, Baltimore is at 10.5, up from 9.5. As they wow. probably gave that win passed over. And then uh, Pittsburgh's at 8.5. So, like, that's the, wor- the worst is 500 that they have projected in this division. So, Vegas is still on board of, like, hey, this is a good division. Yeah. No, it, it's – I think it is probably the best division in football. Yeah. I think that's a fair way to put it. So, one of these teams probably, like, doesn't get into the playoffs. So, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, AFC, I don't think 10-7 and 7, uh, is going to cut it. Yeah, I'm, I'm like looking through this, and like, yeah, someone's going to get snubbed, unfortunately. Um, 11 and, quite frankly, 11-6 and 6 might not cut it oh. in the in the AFC. That'd be brutal. Wasn't there a year where, was it the Patriots or something, where like the they Patriots, got 11 yeah. wins and didn't make the playoffs? Yeah. Ha, good. Good. They didn't need it. <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> because fuck them, that's why. Um. So, 